0: Freak every other week it's comedy killed the video star and i'm your host matthew shadorn I'm, I'm actually not a uh, certified freak the freak certification process it's long and difficult it's a lot of paperwork and, and honestly it, it varies from state to state so you can't even like like if you're certified in new york and then you want to go be a freak up in connecticut you have to get a whole other certification so it's not really worth the money for me but anyways enough about me i uh, hope you're all doing well today is a very exciting show for me it is finally happened i finally found some people the perfect people to speak to about cardi b and megan Thee stallion's uh, wap if you listen to my other podcast it's called six months later you will know that since it has come out in august of 2020 i have been very excited about wap it is i think it's so much fun it's so amazing and so i'm finally Happy to talk to these two of my amazing guests today, Caitlin Bailey and Dr. Charlene Fletcher. When Edinburgh 2020 was canceled due to COVID, I was completely fine with it until in mid-August when this video premiered. Because before this show was a podcast, it was a live show where we showed music videos live to an audience and talked about them, myself and other comedians. And I was so heartbroken that I could not spend the final two weeks of August in Edinburgh showing this video to people because I felt like everybody Need to see it, and I had a lot of thoughts on it. And so I finally found the perfect guests. Caitlin and Dr. Fletcher are the host and historian, respectively, of the oldest professional podcast that is a history of sex workers and their impacts on the world at large. It's fascinating and irreverent look at an often overlooked section of history. It's a, it's a great little podcast. I definitely check. I recommend checking it out. They did an episode on Cardi B, who is a former sex worker herself. Uh, so I thought these are the people to talk to and I was not disappointed. Uh, In fact, I was extremely nervous. (laughs) I'm not going to lie to you. The episode, I don't talk a ton, but uh, that's fine because they are incredibly smart and I was super out of my depth and I (laughs) was trying desperately to keep up but they are just they are uh they were such amazing guests and they they were so smart and so insightful and i I couldn't have asked for more it's a it's a really great episode and we also talk at the end about a music video that they had produced for their old pro project which is a series of art builds in different American cities centered around sex workers uh, created by sex worker advocates or sex workers to kind of highlight the history of of sex work in those cities and how that they have shaped those cities and we talk the end about a video made by the people of seattle which if you know anything about the history of seattle there is a famous sex worker by the name of lou graham who did a lot to create the city of seattle went out as soon after its founding so but yeah if you want to find out more about this it's it's part of the old with the old pro project you can go to oldproproject.com uh, to find out more information about it uh, it's an amazing uh, project that that caitlin and her team are putting together to help advocate for sex for her rights so yeah so thanks everybody again for listening if you could rate or review the, the podcast wherever you get it uh tell a friend that'd be amazing uh if you want to know let us know what you think uh please send your thoughts to comedy the video star at gmail.com and as always original music by the original sarah man oh just one quick note my audio in this is not the best something was wrong with my microphone settings but that's fine because uh things i have to contribute are not great (laughs) no they're fine and with no further ado let's talk to caitlin and dr fletcher about wi-fi everybody Uh, please welcome the host and the historian of the Oldest Profession podcast, Caitlin Bailey and Dr. Charlene Fletcher. Hello, welcome to the uh, welcome to the podcast. Hello, Hi.
1: thank you. So nice to
0: have you on. I this is this is a big episode for me. I am a big fan of this music video, and I've been wanting to talk talk about it with somebody for about six months, and so I had to get some uh, experts on Cardi B in. I listened to your episode on Cardi B. In the oldest profession podcast, and I thought, okay, these are these are the people I need to talk to, and I need also needed like a very serious academic to discuss this with. <laughs>
2: so, very serious, very very serious.
0: Because I take this this very seriously. I mean, the, the, the I think the whole yeah. thing is just amazing and insane and and beautiful. We'll, we'll talk about it more, but
2: yeah, no, I'm am just, just amazed at the the cultural conversation that this has started. Like I saw like just yesterday. I was like uh, somewhere and I saw a clip of Wet Ass Pussy playing on like the afternoon news, like New York one was just like playing a clip of this and having like a conversation between anchors on God knows what it was muted. And I, I have no idea what they were discussing. But this really, this has really started something, mm-hmm. which I, I'd love to dig into and, and discuss.
0: Um, yeah. yeah, it really destroyed the brains of a lot of conservatives, I think. Like I was, well, I was reading up on like yeah. the conservative controversy about yeah. this, where they, where people were just like, I don't know, some congressman was like, I had to pour holy water into my ears to <laughs> like get the sap out or something. Anything insane. to avoid yeah.
2: getting a woman wet, right? Just yeah, anything.
0: Exactly. <laughs> and um, yeah, I mean, it's just it's it's amazing, but I, I think um, yeah, it's just like the cultural impact it's had is 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 nuts, and I think yeah, it's it's also been refreshed because there was that big uh, performance at the Grammys, which was like a couple weeks ago. And suddenly it was just like all back and everybody was talking about it again, which also that performance was insane. I don't know if you saw that. I, well. I,
2: I missed that. Um, it's,
0: it's it's pretty good. It's got a giant platform stripper shoe uh, with like that's clear. And then inside is a dancer and there's just like dollar bills flying around like at the boat show or something. Amazing. <laughs> and uh, and then the heel of the shoe is also a stripper pole. And uh, and so there's some dancing. It's just it's it, everything about it is great. It's, it's great. It's just yeah and there's a giant bed at one point it's just nuts uh, as you would hope but um <laughs> but anyways but so did you see this when it came out back in august and what were your initial impressions with it then
1: um i saw it a couple of weeks after it actually came out and i couldn't do anything but giggle mm-hmm. and like we're talking like hearty giggles simply because and you mentioned the, the conservative response what you have with this video with these two women you have with these two black Mm -hmm. women so let's start there they are changing the dynamic of what it means to sell sex and they are no longer the object of a fantasy but they are creating the fantasy and that gives them power over those who historically have defined and dominated black women's sexuality. And so with this video, it's just like, you know, we're not going to do that. (laughs) We're going to do what we want to do. And so being able to, one, to create the fantasy, Mm -hmm. and then two, to profit off of said fantasy, and they clearly reap the benefits of the fantasy, is mind-blowing to those who are all about sexual oppression of women but specifically black women and so you know that's that's why you need holy water in your ears because (laughs) you know for centuries you have you meaning you know conservative white men and those who enjoy you know, white supremacy and and patriarchy and all that other jazz. Mm-hmm. But for so long, you have found yourself in a position to be able to demonize and vilify black women's sexuality in the 19th century, well, in the antebellum period or before the civil war during enslavement you know this whole notion that black people aren't human but specifically black women aren't women Mm -hmm. we are not feminine we don't have the capacity uh we don't consent is not necessary because we are not able to consent we are naturally lascivious we are these we are all of these negative things um and so these tropes begin to form. And so I'm sure you've heard of the term Jezebel. And this was a stereotype that was laid upon black women in the 19th century. And of course, it continues to move forward that black women don't have this, this agency. But it also, when you construct these types of narratives... It also places black women in this space of victimhood. You know, when we know that black women are consistently experiencing um, sexual violence of some of some shape or mm-hmm. form, you know, so that, that's a double edged, double edged sword when you're talking about that kind of history. But this particular video blows all of that out of the water yeah. Yeah. and says, not only am I not subject to this cis-hetero white supremacist view of my body and my sexuality, mm. but I'm able to shape this. This gives me power, mm-hmm. and you don't have to like it. So go get your Hollywood. <laughs> I
2: just to, just to add on to to what Dr. Fletcher said, which I think is is a hundred percent on the nose, is that in addition to flipping the script here, there's a like there's a celebration and joy. And like Dr. Fletcher, I, I, I had the same reaction of like laughing. There's a celebratory clownishness yeah. right that's happening here where, you know, these 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 performers, these artists are not only making fun of the trope that they're reversing, but they're really enjoying, uh the the role that they get to play here both of like as consumers and as like sexual it, it, predators is like too strong a word but like very much in their power right, right of but in a in a really fun way which i think is something that we don't get to see like theme, you know women's sexuality and specifically black women's sexuality has been so demonized for so long. It's that like we forgot coming was fun and then Cardi B reminded us and that's important.
1: Well, I think that the jubilation in the video is, it's for black women. Mm-hmm. I, I, I feel that, that part that part is not for those who need holy water. That is for black women. It is okay and it is strongly encouraged that you enjoy yourself and you enjoy mm-hmm. your sexuality yeah. it's yours embrace it own it and don't let anybody diminish that for you don't let anybody diminish your sexual power it's your power harness it and run with it
0: yeah yeah and i, I think it is it is it's so bright it's so colorful it's so maximalist mm-hmm. it's so like uh we're yeah they are building that per that space mm-hmm. this is like this yeah. is our space and this is we're making what we want in this and and everything is so heightened and everything is so kind of extreme and exaggerated. But in a way that they're like, this is our fantasy. This is mm-hmm. this is our this is the world we want. And that yeah, and, the, and the exuberance of that just comes through with like every frame. And it yeah. is just like, yeah, and we can kind of, We'll kind of go through it. That's why I have the video up here. We can go through it on kind of mute and uh, just the imagery and stuff. But and discuss it more uh, bit by bit. But but yeah, it is it is such it is so like life affirming. And like <laughs> But it's, it's to watch.
2: It's life affirming in a way that, you know, as, as Dr. Fletcher said, centers black women as both performer and audience. And I think that's a big part of the freak out, right? Mm-hmm. Is that like you know, I forget that that crazy uh, white dude's name. That was like, uh, "Wet pussy is a disease," or like whatever that weirdo is. But like, was it that the Ben Shapiro guy? That's it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ben Ben <laughs> Shapiro was like, you know, I I talked to my my wife doctor who assured me <laughs> assured me that uh, you know, well, uh, wet wet pussies. You should go to a doctor. And I was like, well, this just sums up so much of everything, but.
0: I, I remember that because it was like, yeah, she's like, I'm a doctor and this is a medical condition. Yeah, yeah, there's condition. a medical
1: condition and I was like, was like, okay. That explains a lot. That's so yeah, much, I mean,
2: so much. But but people like Ben Shapiro, right, white men generally, right, but especially like white property owning men, right, but are so unaccustomed to not being the target audience of mainstream art that i think that is a another layer of the freak out right that this mm-hmm. isn't this isn't for dudes who can't get their uh their cis wives wet but this is just this is right. not for you <laughs> right because
0: <laughs> right. it's forefronting like uh the women's pleasure right so it's yeah like, and and it's not like a normal music video that's very exploitative of women's bodies You know, it's it's just a
2: flipping, you know, we it's instead of being the object, we are the protagonist. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So... Let's get into it. Let's get into it. I fully love every moment of this and I fully admit it's insane. There's no non-insane moment in this, like it's just, but that's, I think it's the beautiful part of it. It's just kind of the exuberance. So, so I mean, we start out with this uh, gate to this mansion, which I like to call stately Wap Manor. It is, it is almost like, I don't know, you enter this whole new world of um, of Party B and and Megan the Stallion. And there's this subtle imagery here of um, water flowing out the door, I don't know if you picked up on that.
2: <laughs> I don't know if subtle is the word that I would use, but yeah, I mm. see the a flood yeah it's uh it's, it's pretty great <laughs>
0: anyways you know it's got this there's some horse in this house sample that they use which you know almost seems like an alarm <laughs> as you go in
2: um i think it's i mean it's it, it, it feels like such a, I don't know, really, really good art, right? Like sort of weaves in and out and is tying just like so many things together. It's yeah. like the first few times I saw this, I also, I felt the similar level of just like overload, right? Of like, there's so many illusions and so much going on and it's yeah. all awesome. But yeah, I love, I love that these like statuesque women are performing and owning this space with statues of people pieces of women, right? Which like, you know, uh, feminist scholars have told me to be offended by, but like not in this context.
0: (laughs) Right, right. Because it's like, it's kind of like that that headless women of Hollywood. Did you ever see that? Yeah, 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 yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Which is just like, yeah, like they're in, you know, you see women objectified by just like kind of removing body parts and and putting them in on their own, you know. But yeah, but here it's very different. There's these undulating statues of body parts, you know, that are in this, kind of I mean you know nipples shooting water and then this like weird dreamlike house which is all like at an angle mm-hmm. I don't know they and you know we have Kari B and and uh, and Megan the stallion enter kind of dressed in these these amazing gowns with their hair up up high
2: mm-hmm.
0: I mean, it is their space. They almost seem like visitors here, though, because they they come in and they're kind of exploring the space. But I don't I don't know. Do you have any? Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah. Um, I'm yeah. Okay. You're good. No, no, no. You're fine.
1: (laughs) You're fine. Yeah,
2: I was gonna say I didn't I didn't take it at the context that I brought to this is as a performer, right? So I didn't Mm -hmm. take them as visitors in this house so much as like stars in this. Brothel slash sanctuary slash performance space, right? Kind of like the old temples, right? That yeah. were that were many things to many people. That like this is both a performance space and also an intimate space, which I think is is a, a place that brothels existed. And right. I think that one of the one of the stories that this music video is highlighting is that, you know, with the you know the the alarm, right? There's there's some hoes in these house. It, yeah, mm-hmm. it's like you know. It, they are femme spaces, you know, they mm-hmm. are places where women form relationships and, and have power. And it's men actually, or clients that are visitors in these house that are coming in to a topsy turvy world where they don't have the power. And I, it, one of the messages that we talk about on the show is all of the ways that like sort of sex workers found agency and and found power in a deeply patriarchal world and I think what's so powerful Mm -hmm. about this video is it is taking the the ethos of the idealized brothel right of like we own our bodies and our pleasure and it is a privilege for you to come and bear witness to this like that energy out into the larger world, and that freaks out, uh, you know, people like Ben Shapiro. Uh, but I fucking love it. Yeah, <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. I have to. I agree with that. Um, I don't see them as visitors in this space. If anything, the the exploratory, uh, and that's not even the correct word. It's it's literally. I, I get the sense that they are they're walking into this this reclamation of power mm-hmm. and exploring that power. Right. Like, you know, th- th- like, bitch, this is my right. house. <laughs> and, and and so seeing it in a, seeing it from a new perspective, one that uh, has not been dictated to them over the years. And I think that they obviously walk in that power, but I think that the performance is for them, you know, depicting those of us who are tiptoeing into that tiptoeing into that power or tiptoeing into reclaiming that power mm-hmm. if that makes sense the other thing that i think or that i found interesting is when it comes to the busts that are on the walls mm-hmm. in this very decorative or elite mm-hmm. space Uh, what comes to mind is the ways in which black women have been put on Mm -hmm. display. Mm. The first thing I think, the first person I think of is Sarah Bartman who all the way up into the 20th century, she literally, uh, white folks literally put her body on display. Not saying that she was beautiful, but treating her as this abnormality. Mm -hmm. Look, you know, look at her, look at her butt, look at her breast, you know, her labia was on display. And when I say on display, I mean in a museum Mm -hmm. in France, And so where black women have just been viewed as these abnormality or, you know, Exotic or fetishized in so many ways, and so here, and I can see where folks would argue against me, but it seems to me that not only the the busts on the wall, but also their bodies themselves, I can display in how I want to because a, it's mine, but b, it's not an abnormality. I'm beautiful. Right.
0: Yeah, I mean it is. I guess part like I forget. I've read so many essays on on WAP over the last week or so, so <laughs> I forget where this point came from, but somebody brought. Up that you know within museums there are so few images of uh, of black women compared to white women or white, black people in general compared to white people but but in here you have on display body parts but they are kind of a different femininity or different beauty standard perhaps than the standard western beauty standard that you might see in a museum so they're like yeah. they are artist and curator of their own museum which now they so when i say visitor it was almost like they were artist curator and then visitor of their own space yeah. so they you know and that's what they're creating in the in the video mm-hmm. which I, you know. yeah um,
2: these statues ain't greek
0: yeah exactly <laughs> i love there's a there's a, a tasteful shot of two line of two tigers having sex really yeah. fast <laughs> there's various uh like PETA came after them for using lions that's or hilarious like for tigers and it was wait this is uh, a. <laughs> Where would it go?
2: cgi tigers?
0: Yeah, I mean, yeah, well, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's the other thing. The CGI First off, tigers, right. The CGI tigers in this are really bad, but, oh, they had some, they had some statement. Oh, no, I lost it. But they were like, they were saying that it that her, them using tigers made it seem like it was okay to use tigers. They used the, the word they used in their press statement was okr, like however <laughs> Cardi B says wow. it. Wow. And I was like, come on, PETA. Let's get <laughs>
2: I don't know. It's hard for me to take any organization seriously that spends its time going after indigenous folks. Right. For eating, like, no, like it's it's just, just no, (laughs) I don't care what PETA has to say about this music video or any piece of theater that I've ever seen. I stopped going for them. I stopped going to them for my opinions when I was like 15 and a half. So. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I mean, I feel like I, I don't disagree with a lot of their stances, but at the same time, it's like, come on, man. Right, <laughs> like get a get a bit of chill. Exactly. Uh, like you pick your battles. I don't know. Like Cardi B's video is not where you want to fight this battle. So you have like a. There's also like a lot of animal imagery in this. Like there's a lot of snakes. You know, obviously. Uh, and here, there's this room that's like the well of souls from uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, mm-hmm. uh, where they're just. <laughs> But yeah, I
1: don't. So there, okay. So there's quite a a few. Okay, yeah. So let's start. (laughs) Let's. So first, before I I go to the snakes, I want to talk about the water. Okay. And so, of course, yes, we tend to think of oh, wet ass pussy, water. Yeah. (laughs) Right. But. One of the things that I'm seeing here, you know, from a cultural perspective, is the importance of water in traditional African and African American faith traditions. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this idea that water heals. It's an it's a water in and of itself is a deity. Mm. And so one, you know, anytime you don't feel good, you know, you get lightheaded, you know, you overheated, what's the first thing you do? Water. You go get right. some water right and so this idea that water heals I think um, and you see so much of it in this piece is that it goes back to this idea of again this is for black women and this is a healing space for them to for us to um, tap in and begin this healing process of reclaiming our sexuality that's number one number two which goes back to the whole thing of you know Ben Shapiro and his friends are mad (laughs) (laughs) is that water knows no bounds Mm -hmm. it can if it's a gentle rush it can you know you can put water into a bottle but when water is full force nothing Mm -hmm. can contain it Mm -hmm. period nothing can contain it and if you're in its way it will roll you over and so i think that one of the things that could be argued here is that healing energy, that dominant energy, that reclaiming energy, and that reclaiming of the, the divine black feminine is what you see with all of this water in this space. It's not just, you know, speaking specifically about vaginal fluids. We are literally talking about, about not only healing, but the power that healing delivers. In terms of the snakes... Snakes um, also have a very interesting role in uh, faith traditions and, and what comes to mind. And I, I can't, I don't know Cardi B. I don't know Make the Stallion. I don't know who choreographed this. So I can't tell you that this is what they had in mind. Mm. But this is what these elements say. To me, and so one of the things that comes to mind is in Vodou, both in Benin and in Haiti, you have a deity by the name of Aida Widow, also who is a deity of fertility, mm-hmm. a deity, uh, and, and is represented as a serpent. And so, what I think you see here are those those cultural origins, those elements that are coming forward to demonstrate that you know not only are are we talking about healing and reclamation we are talking about the divine mm-hmm. and we again are talking about the divine on our term not some western white centered impression of what is divine. We are reaching back to our cultural roots mm-hmm. to to make those connections. Mm-hmm. And so I think that that's one of the things that you see and off the top of my head I can't think of the other animals that are in 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 the piece
0: but it's just tigers. um <laughs> There's a
1: number of Uh, But the the snakes are key. And either way, though, again, fertility, also considered, you know, rainbows are also a manifestation Mm -hmm. of this particular Mm -hmm. deity. But... That particular deity lives in trees, wherever you would find a snake in the natural mm-hmm. world, uh, rivers, riverbanks, but also demonstrates this link between the feminine, feminine reproduction, and all of those systems and all of the the actions that happen in that system: menstruation, mm-hmm. birth, wet ass mm-hmm. pussy. Mm-hmm. All of it's all of it's there. So I, I think that that is what you're singing and it's it's not just a slap in the face to Ben Shapiro but it's it's literally it's not this is for black mm-hmm. women like this these ideas these feelings this power has these roots And it's for you. Enjoy
0: it. I was going to ask, with with the symbolism of water and snakes, they're often uh, used in classic traditions for symbols of rebirth or change. Mm -hmm. I mean, do you think that's also Mm -hmm. a possibility that this is, we're kind of like, we're doing something new. We're being reborn. We're shedding this old skin. We're being, Mm. you know, washed clean. And then like, or like we're clean or, you know, whatever, Uh,
2: not washed clean, but like. um, um, Reborn. Yeah. I mean, the the, womb water, I think, is. Yeah. yeah.
1: So there's the masculine energy uh, 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 as a counterpart to uh, Aida Wethel is Damballa and Dambala, um, and this is in Vodou, specific specifically in Haitian Vodou, where Damballa is one uh, one of those primordial creators, and as Dambala moves through. You know, when you see a snake wriggling across the sand, mm-hmm. you see the patterns that its body leaves in the sand. And so the idea is that as Dambala went through, you know, moving across the earth, Damballa created the waters that are on mm-hmm. Earth, but as as that body is moving, it's generating life. Mm-hmm. It's generating water, and as since that water comes to fruition, it continues in this cycle where life just consistently grows. It develops, mm-hmm. and as Damballa moves through, and that skin sheds, more life is created. So there is. There's an incredible. Again, it goes back to healing. It goes back to reclamation. I agree. It t- it definitely speaks to a rebirth, um, especially when you're talking about water. But <laughs> this just—it's not for Ben Shapiro. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> or yeah. <laughs> you know, it's just not for him. And I mean, I I, I can't say that enough. That's what it comes back yeah. to.
2: And I I, I want to talk about like rebirth and also re reframing. Because even within the Western Judeo-Christian religion, right, like, we were sold this this sack of nonsense, right, about, like, women coming from man's rib, right? But, like, Mm -hmm. the water reminds us, I think, of the universality of, like, life from the womb, right? And then the the snake Mm -hmm. archetype, right, that is delivered in the story of Genesis as being this sort of, like, tempting demonic figure, right, is in fact in recast reframed here the tree of knowledge right tree of self-knowledge tree of the the life death life cycle that is that is intrinsic to you know the feminine body and and being alive right like i i i like the reframing of some of these these symbols that in a judeo-christian world or you know in our in our western tradition you know just just like sexuality just like black women's bodies are unfairly demonized, if that makes mm-hmm. sense, and I think that this this music video and that this is part of a tradition of asking us or inviting us to th- rethink some of the the big bad ideas that we've internalized as a culture.
0: Right. Yeah. Because they're taking the sinful and they're saying mm-hmm. like, no, there's nothing wrong with this. this yeah. This is yeah what natural. if pleasure
2: is fine and violence, for example, might be bad? This is. Yeah.
1: This is natural. Mm-hmm. It's natural. <laughs> yeah sorry it's good yeah, it's, it's, fine. it's yeah. good it's not a disease or whatever she called it it's, yeah, right. Not, right. it's, it's a medical it's, condition it's, mm-hmm. right it's <laughs> healthy and so
0: it, it, which you know <laughs> i have to say if she's a doctor i feel like he was like look can you just send a tweet that says it's a medical <laughs> condition
1: <And you're> like <laughs> <she> <laughs> Well, I, I mean, you you had that other doctor that said Trump was normal yeah. and healthy, yeah, so, I mean, you and know. and I mean, we've had the, we've had
2: the medical medical schools have a long tradition of just, you know, like
1: misogyny,
2: right? Like we've been absolutely yeah, we've been pathologizing misogyny. women's bodies for a long, long time absolutely.
1: <laughs> but it's but it's healthy and it's natural. And we know that our physical health has a direct correlation to our mental health. Sure. And when we have positive self images, we know, you know, you know who you, you have a strong sense of self, all of those good things. When you have health, when you're, when you have strong mental health, it comes through in your physical health mm-hmm. and vice versa. And so this is not, it's, it's not so much that this is new. It's literally look, this is what it is it's natural and it's okay Mm -hmm. claim it right right yeah if anything is is new it would be the scores of people in the 20th century 21st century who are claiming it but this is as old as time itself
0: yeah for sure and yeah and i think that if it, it it would if you were in the business of trying to control women's bodies i can see how this would be a real annoyance to you problematic yeah (laughs) yeah because it's like these are women just slightly these are our bodies we're doing what we want right you know and we're enjoying our own pleasure and we're finding power in that so yeah very good
1: so this other and and i'll say i'm sorry this will be the last thing i say no, no, no. i hope not um, this space that they're in um matthew you said it reminded you of indiana jones
0: oh yeah this is the you know where he falls into the snake pit and it's just anyways never mind yes
1: okay. no <laughs> don't know it's okay because that was you know that was my favorite movie growing. okay up, yeah <laughs> growing up but there is and it doesn't necessarily look like what this image does in the video, but there is in Benin there is a temple specifically for pythons, and mm. it's similar to this to the what you're, the imagery mm-hmm. that you're seeing in this video. And folks come and they will come for to make amends, you know, for wrongdoings. They come for cleansing. They come f- and what does water do? It cleanses. Mm-hmm. So, but there, it's it's literally a temple where offerings are being made. There's this deep uh, respect or reverence for nature, for the ancestors, and for the power that the snake uh, embodies or represents. Mm -hmm. And so what you're seeing, again, it, it goes back to this is cultural, this is natural mm-hmm. it's yours black woman mm-hmm. embrace it
0: Excellent. move on we've got more shots in the hallway it goes on from here into this basement room which is all purple and green for another dance number it's kind of looks like the joker's lair mm-hmm. or oh, i should say we, this is directed by colin tilly who apparently has directed a lot of videos for megan the stallion i don't know if you watch many of her videos but he's done a ton of them
2: just you know like i could see the production value oh yeah Looks yeah. looks great. Everything
0: looks really wonderful.
1: I need a pair of those purple boots. Yeah. <laughs> so. yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Just thought I'd throw that out there. Yeah. You know. Okay. Nice.
2: It's, I mean, it's surreal, right? It's like there. Yeah. there's a lot of, a lot of visual clues that you're on a different plane. Mm-hmm. You know, like this is the theatric in the best way. And I love, I love the use of animals and animal prints and like stark geometric, right? It's like, yeah yeah elevated natural if that makes sense or like yeah theatrical natural
0: yeah yeah and like the colors are all again like very vibrant but very kind of surreal and unnatural Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. in combinations that you don't naturally see in the world but but yeah i think that i mean yeah it's like again it's just like so over the top and and so uh, great in that respect this is a very controversial part this might be the most controversial part of this video because this prompted people to form a petition online to have this section removed i don't know if you
2: heard about this god bless being commercially popular
0: yeah exactly i this this confused me the first time i saw it because i will confess that i have not been keeping up with the kardashians and i had no idea who this person was
2: so when she walked down the hall yeah who is it it's kylie it's okay oh okay Kylie
0: Jenner yeah. got it okay that's yeah, Kylie Jenner yeah okay oh so you didn't know who she was all right now I don't now I don't feel like I'm so out of touch with the world what? <laughs> okay uh, she's Kim Kardashian's little sister I think or something um, she's apparently the youngest self-made billionaire in the world sure. or something yeah <laughs> uh-huh. anyways uh, but yes there's this section where she just walks down the hall and I was like oh she must be another singer the first time I watch this, like, oh, she must be another singer. This is kind of like an epic entrance, because all the music drops out, and then she's just walking down this hallway, and she does this like hair flip, and she's cool. And I'm like, okay, well, she's going to sing a verse, and then all she does is she just wanders into another room. <laughs> and does nothing and it it, like i the first time i saw it it blew my goddamn mind i had no idea why (laughs) this was here (laughs) and uh and yeah and apparently a lot of other people were also similarly flabbergasted by this because they were like you know why is why is she here because uh, she's she's also the only white person in the video mm-hmm. and some people were kind of offended by that because she is such a um uh like she's just a celebrity right she has the, the idea that she's not like the other people are there are some other artists that are dancing at the end of the video but they are actual artists they're performers and she is just kind of a.
1: and she is not she's not go ahead and say it matthew yeah <laughs> what i said go ahead and say it matthew
2: she's, she's not- just <laughs> not all right it's i it like whatever i <laughs> I, I I feel the instinct to push back on that, right? Because it's okay. like, similar shit was said about, I don't know, Hilton person or whatever. Kim Kardashian herself has also been subjected to this, and like, I don't know. I think the the Kardashians, the show, for example, that's a lot of content. They've done a lot for, you know, reproductive Planned Parenthood, reproductive rights, an open conversations around pregnancy and female pleasure and lots of other, lots of other stuff. And like, I don't know, there are a lot of people in the world that are trying to be public people, right? That, that aren't like, yeah, she's just a celebrity. And also she's, a celebrity and that that is in and of itself its own fucking thing you know and so she's she's a recognizable face as you said she's like one of the youngest female billionaires or whatever like who knows maybe cardi b needed her to pay for the leopard prince like i don't give a shit why she's in here like i think she's right. beautiful so and,
1: and- that's fine. So the issue here is, as far as I understand, Cardi B is friends with her. Right. And you know, you can it's your video. You can pull whatever you want. Right. To the, video. <laughs> the issue is, is that the Kardashians are well known for cultural appropriation there we go they appropriate the shit out of black people so let's start there that's the problem and so again cardi b can have whomever she wants in her videos that's her prerogative she has the power she got the money she don't trust me cardi b does not need kylie jenner to pay for anything let's be clear Cardi B runs her own thing The issue though here And she defended it as far as I As far as I know and, and her defense Was look this is my friend She's been good to us You know right. she's good people That da 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 da, 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 da. Cool, but she like it's just like Matthew said. Like when you first saw it, you were confused because you were like, "Okay, here's this random white girl. (laughs) Why is she? It's the why is she here? Yeah, and she's just walking through. And so the criticism came because it's the imagery of you've got all of this." wonderfulness happening around you it it takes black women time to get to this point where mm-hmm. we're comfortable with um, sexuality and all of these other things but it also takes black women time to work towards all sorts of shit whereas white women just walk through something right yeah why are we and black it's handed women? to you right why are you here and so it's it's one thing to have some random white woman walk through the through the space. But when you when you have a white woman who comes from a family who has appropriated the shit out of our culture,
2: uh-huh, uh-huh.
1: it's there's an 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 extra layer of offensiveness to this. Okay. And I, I, I can recall people looking at her sister because I'll be honest, I can't pay attention to them. No. I, I, <laughs> I can't, I I can't, but I recall, you know, folks talking about her sister, the one that was married to Kim, and you know, how she comes out with her hair braided and all of these other things, but sweetheart, you are not black. (laughs) And and Mm -hmm. there's tons of conversation around that. And then there's other conversations that have taken place about the Kardashians and and how they, you know, have had moments where they they fetishize women of color in order for them to profit Mm -hmm. on it. And so that's where from my understanding, maybe I missed something, but I don't believe that I have. No. Um that's where the controversy now, came from. I, I
2: I see that and I like I think you're as per usual right and I like really appreciate this this perspective. I have a visceral reaction to a like, this woman shouldn't be in that place. You know, cause it's like, I feel, I feel like there's that, that we, that is a conversation that we have all the time focused on high profile, high profile women generally. And like, we don't have similar conversations with like similar, when similarly useless dudes make appearances in other mm. people's art, like there isn't that kind of uproar, but the. Cultural appropriation, the history of of exploitation, and like there isn't a billionaire on this earth that needs anyone to defend them. They're fine. So, like, yes. Yes to what Dr. I mean, said. The,
1: the other piece of this, I remember, um, and I mentioned earlier about the busts that are in the, yeah. the beginning of the, the video and how at one point, you know, you have the story of, and I compare that to the story of Sarah Bartman. I recall Kim Kardashian being criticized as an understatement, but she did some sort of photo shoot that was viewed as a parody. Yeah of Sarah yeah. Bartman. And if that's not disrespectful, I don't know what is. And yeah. so that also I'm sure factors into it's just this this long standing history mm-hmm. of appropriation and parity mm-hmm. of black women. But again, it, all she does is walk through the hallway and like you said, who is this chick? <laughs> I mean <laughs> why is she here? Yeah. But it's it's one of those it's it's the visual. You have these black women who are doing all of these things mm-hmm. and this white lady just shows up. Yeah. But that's how things tend to function in the real world. White women just show up. And or they have to do the bare minimum to make to make advances. And so that's where that controversy came from.
0: Yeah yeah i mean i'm not you know again i'm not mad at anybody because i didn't know who she was but it Mm -hmm. was more that i was just completely baffled by the whole situation because it (laughs) is like you've you have this amazing video you have this great song and you stop the whole thing dead for 10 seconds so a total stranger to me can wander through the scene and then Presume and then add nothing to right. what is what is happening, and and, I'm like, and so
1: that that right there is the entire root <laughs> of of the controversy. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. So it's like, you're
1: adding nothing.
0: Yeah,
1: I mean, it's and like, doing nothing. There are multiple
0: women at the end who are dancing and mm-hmm. looking great, and they have these amazing outfits, and they're dancing in these crazy rooms, and I'm like, right. that's great. I don't, I'm not mad at a single one of them. Right,
2: but that's not Kylie's um, contribution. <laughs> Yeah, because walking like, is not dancing yeah it's
0: not no. dancing it's like the <laughs> biggest contribution is she does this hair flip which i'm like that's a good hair flip like i yeah. was like yeah all right I was like,
2: <laughs> props off to the hairstylist presumably yeah that's, yeah. For, that's more yeah, greatness is in the agency of others yes <laughs> yeah
0: yeah, and i will say that i found when i was doing research i found like there was a, a clip from keeping up with the kardashians from an episode It was like a highlight reel it was like three minutes long and the high, the only reason I watched the highlight reel was part of her on the set and her experience being on the set and how excited she was. And But like I after that, I had to turn the clip off because I was just like, I can't deal with that stuff. I cannot deal with reality television. It's too, I don't know. My, it's It does not, like a lot of people like watch it to turn off their brain or whatever. And I'm just like, it just infuriates me every time I see any kind of reality television.
1: I totally understand. My sister watches Married at First Sight. <laughs> And that show drives me crazy. So I get it. You know, I saw yeah. this lady, she started crying. You should know better. Why should he know better? <laughs> you met him ten minutes ago. <laughs> what the hell is he supposed? Does he even remember your name? Yeah. What is he supposed to know? I'm sorry. Yeah. No, my wife only- loves
0: I was gonna say my wife loves one that's similar, that's called Don't Tell the Bride you have don't tell the bride and in, in, i
2: hate in the America. title already <laughs> yeah. right don't yeah. tell her what informed consent is, is important so, is
1: so, he a so, serial killer what is happening no no no
0: no, no. it's nothing that way right, that bad <laughs> don't tell the bride about your other family and <laughs> oh no 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 it's what it is is it, people go on the show they're given like ten thousand pounds and then they the husband or the fiance has to plan the whole wedding and they just so the whole premise of the show is like i don't know ruin your wedding it's <laughs> like they well ruin your wedding because it's like they're like oh you know what i like is soccer so i'm gonna have a whole soccer themed wedding and fuck whatever my and then you've you got know, a thousand
2: I'll, producers yes and, a, and only bad ideas yes exactly yeah. Yeah. oh god you, and, yeah,
0: yeah alice said there's a great one where or not a great one but like it sounded horrible where the groom goes to las vegas for a bachelor party with his with his friends and then uh runs out of money so then he's basically like well i can fly you and your mom to las vegas for this wedding (laughs) but nobody else (laughs) (laughs) and then so it'll just be this dude and his stupid friends and his wife is growing anyways yeah
2: it's amazing
0: it's an amazing show if you can find it in america it's worth hate watching i guess
2: (laughs) i that's i I, i've known enough reality television producers it's like i feel like i know how the sausage is made and hate it and Mm -hmm. the and it, and also we just survived a reality television government so it's hard to argue with like <laughs> yeah. the relevancy yeah. and cultural impact of this it's like i hate it too but it's there it's definitely yeah. there mm-hmm. it's not you know we can we can hate the carnival but it's it's pierced you know the veil and then um, since we're talking about reality television we like I like the dog shows where the they train dogs that's my I appreciate that
0: that sounds pleasant
2: that's, yeah, are you that's talking my... about the,
1: the dog whisperer show yeah
2: it's like the, the one I watch is like it's not I, can't, I forget the title of it but it's this guy who was raised in the Bronx and he trains dogs to fight that's his background and then he oh. goes and he helps <laughs> that's
0: a terrible he helps... dog training show no 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 no,
2: no. It's, no, no, no. but like in, in, in a good Good way. It's he it, it, it reminds me of my dad, who's also fucked up with childhood violence. But like he uh, he helps dogs that are on the edge of being like kicked out of their home and sent to the pound because of behavioral oh, okay. issues. He oh, comes gotcha, in okay. With his like you know super duper skills and hmm. and helps save do- dog 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 relationships. He helps keep dogs alive. dog
1: relationships. Dog, yeah. <laughs>
2: That's nice. With, yeah,
1: that's that's nice. But yeah, He's you in that dog
0: marriage,
2: right? Yeah, and you, and you meet the owners who are always worthless, and the dogs who are you know doing their fucking best, and then you know he sees people. Um, yeah, it's nice. That's good.
0: Yeah, that sounds nice. Sounds like a very pleasant reality show. Uh, anyways, <laughs> so I good.
2: don't know. I don't know how we got here, and I regret it. But yeah, that's all right. All right, let's get let's get back to WHP.
0: So I want to talk quickly because uh, about the language in the video because the video is like the clean version of the song. And so they bleep out a lot of stuff. And a lot of the stuff they bleep out is stuff you would imagine they, you know, or they, they cut out like the word pussy. They cut out the words, uh, Dick and, uh, the N word and all these other things. But I want to say that the substitution of wet ass pussy for wet and gushy, I find very upsetting. (laughs) I find like, I feel like wet and gushy is so much dirtier Than wet ass pussy (laughs) (laughs) because I feel like wet ass pussy is something you could say in the throes of passion and nobody would skip a beat. But if you said wet and gushy, oh, it's so wet and gushy. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this
2: reminds me of a patent. I don't know if you've seen Patton Oswald's bit on he had he was doing a he was doing a show. Right and and I forget I I don't I don't want to bastardize the bit um I almost yeah. want you to find it for this piece where it basically talks about you know like penis in butthole or something it's like part of the joke and then yeah. legal was like we would like for you to use euphemisms and it just gets <laughs> yeah. so much dirtier and so yeah. much weirder and more awful yeah yes yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so that's exactly what's happening here and it's because we are children yeah
0: it's it, it's it's so silly. It's but yeah, I, I find that I, the only thing that makes sense to me is that like they the record label was like, Well, we need a clean version. And out of protest, they're like, Okay, we're gonna make it even dirtier. <laughs> and in this section, there's a lot of in this this verse in particular where she's in the leopard print room with this insane hairstyle, which I absolutely love, where it's all just chains of hair. Uh, coming down off her head so there's a line that's like I want a deep stroker which they get rid of the word stroker they cut the word weed they cut the word uh, they cut the phrase taste it in terms of like well cuddlingus is disgusting so that's that's just that's Mm -hmm. just
2: a decision that the censors have made for I don't know Dr. Fletcher what has it been a hundred years thousand years
1: Like where are we at? At this point, I don't even know because it's. There's always something new for Ben Shapiro's crew to be offended (laughs) by. But the thing is, like the
0: first time I heard it was through the video, and so I was like, "Whatever they're saying here in my mind is so much dirtier than whatever they could have possibly said." And then there's a there's a there's a line that's like, "I want you to touch that little dangly thing that hangs in the back of my throat." which is called a uvula, uh, which I don't doubt for a moment that Cardi B knows what a uvula is. But I imagine it was like a whole day at, you know, when they were writing the song where they were just trying to figure out how to rhyme uvula with anything. And then they were like, let's just, you know, actually, let's just say the dangly thing because that just (laughs) that flows better. But they just cut that whole part out. And I'm just like, why would you I don't know that that's there. I don't understand it. Like the mentality of it is is mind blowing of the censorship i don't know i just think it's really funny but i think the the whole thing just serves to make the whole thing more risque and more because uh, when you just leave those things up to your imagination or, but the whole thing, but then the idea of a clean version of something called wet ass pussy feels wrong. Insane as... Yeah. It's wrong. And I don't know. It's like clean versions of my neck, my back. It was just like, what are we even doing here? It's like, <laughs>
1: I mean, you're, you're imposing, I mean, you're, you're imposing respectability. That's respectability politics. That's yep. what that is. Yeah. There's nothing else to say to that. That that's what that is. That's respectability politics. And at some point we have to, realize that respectability politics doesn't spare or save us from anything right yeah so like you said you know you censor it and it sounds worse than (laughs) what it actually is you know so yeah
0: yeah and yeah it doesn't change the the subject matter it just Mm -mm. you know i mean yeah that whole thing that's always that civility debate with politics well why can't people be more civil it's like because we need to fucking talk about important shit
1: But that also to me is indicative of the power that we spoke about before. You can censor me all day long, Mm -hmm. but if you don't understand the messages that are being given in the imagery... The imagery is is far more powerful than whatever little words you want to bleep out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So you know, you think you're doing something. Go ahead. Right. Like bleep it out. Exactly. You know, understanding, you know, the the power of that water, understanding the relevance of the snake and what that means. Mm -hmm. Hell, just seeing two black women with no fear creating this. Mm -hmm. And and creating, like I said, creating the fantasy yeah. and not being the object of the fantasy right you don't even have to play the song the image is enough
0: right yeah because i mean like the imagery is you know very sexual very empowering mm-hmm. she's in here with this this big cat and, mm-hmm. and acting like a cat herself but then i mean like the the outfit is very like mm-hmm. Her sexuality is on display and, you know, and very much owning that, you know. And so, yeah, so it doesn't, yeah. Like when you say, like you you cut out the words, it's just you're not really undercutting the message at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. She has a very nice tattoo. I never noticed that tattoo before. The one on her. That's all like the Uh, the
1: peacock. Yeah.
0: On her on her thigh. You see, what else is... these cats are so fake. I think in the next scene it's the worst. Like this one, these cats—they look like they're cardboard cutouts of cats. These uh, white white tigers. Well, I'm sure you yeah. would prefer that. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Did you also see that? Like Carol Baskin spoke out against this because. Uh, oh
1: Lord, no.
0: <laughs> she's like, this is just. No. This is reinforcing the idea that rich people have should have big tigers or big cats or whatever. I will say that verse that we just passed with Megan the Stallion has what was, I thought the greatest line, which is uh if he eat my ass, he's a bottom feeder. I was just like <laughs> I know, right? It's like <laughs> I was like, I need to quit comedy because I'm never going to write a joke
2: uh, that good.
0: Amazing. <laughs> that's the best line I've ever heard. And I was like, also, like when I heard this in August, I was like, well, this is embarrassing because now I have to go tell my pregnant wife that I have to leave her and find Megan the Stallion because she is the greatest human being ever. Because like, <laughs> I was like, that's
1: that's oh, so amazing. Man. <laughs>
0: it just that just tickled me so much. I just it's the anyways.
1: Best line ever. Yeah, I'm with you. Man. Yeah,
0: I think that was just. I don't know. There's so many great lines uh, in this. Uh, I think it's just a clever song. And to just being very fun. Yeah. Do you think, th- I mean, there's a lot of like where they're embracing each other in kind of a very erotic way. Like, how do you think this deals with sexuality in terms of, I don't know, I don't know quite how to phrase that question. Like, or do you think this has anything to say about, I don't know. You mean, yeah, kind of yeah, well, you
1: mean homoeroticism? About same-sex relationships? You mean same-sex relationships? Yeah, I mean, yeah, I
0: guess, I guess maybe homoeroticism, but yeah, it's the word I'm looking for. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not as smart as you guys.
1: I know. Uh, <laughs> yes, you are. Stop I'm Derek. so nervous
0: about this. I'm like, oh my God.
2: Well, thank you so much for doing it. Like, I think it's really important for us to have these, you know. Do you want to take this one or do you want me to start mouthing off about...
1: Um, I mean, again, <laughs> there is a... <laughs> There is a particular power and there's a certain type of intimacy Mm -hmm. that exists in relationships between women. And I'm not talking, you know, in terms of lovers or Mm I just... When you are a woman, you are always going to have that one good girlfriend. And that is, you know, there's a certain intimacy there. Yeah. There's a certain connection that's there. And it's empowering on both ends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it kind of reminds me of Alice Walker's The Color Purple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Miss mm-hmm. Celia and Miss And, you know, folks have seen the movie and I'm sure people, you know, will automatically think of, you know, you, when she looks at her, tell her she's ugly. But anyway, there is a, there is a relationship that forms there. Mm-hmm. And if you read the book, it's so much deeper mm-hmm. uh, of course than the movie because books are better, people! But anyway, so you have these two women who, they meet because of this treacherous dude, but they're Over time they form this bond that not only later empowers Miss Suge, Mm -hmm. but it also empowers Mm Seely to get up and to walk out and to walk into her own. It also that relationship also enables Seely to understand and explore and accept her sexuality Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. because for so long it had been used and abused by Albert. Mm -hmm. That's that's Mr.'s name. And so there's a certain space uh there's a certain intimate space that exists with these types of relationships and I I mean granted at first look for those who have bought into a manufactured fantasy Mm -hmm. of two women that's what they're going to see but that's not what I pick up here there's a there's a different level of intimacy and you, you can even pull it apart when you see in the other scene where everything is purple and and green and all of the colors are intertwined and they complement each other mm-hmm. and one is in the green one is in the purple but they're working together it's it's mm-hmm. it's a loud color scheme but it's harmonious mm-hmm. right. and so that's what you're seeing it's not about two women who are ready to have sex like this yes. it's, no. think broadly people it's all- yeah Sorry. No, I yeah, I no, I, no not it. not you, but I mean right. But well, at least I brought it up because I was like it to my
0: eye. It seems sure sexual, mm-hmm. or like homosexual, but and, it's just homo. You're saying it's just and I homo- think social. And
2: I think it and, is. I, I but I think that that women, the intimacy that is available to to women in friendship. Is I think th- there's a broader spectrum of sexuality than is available to you know like the heteronormative dudes right like my mm-hmm. you know there's mm-hmm. there's there's quite a bit of homoeroticism in like you know the military and you know all sorts of of like you know du- uh, male dominated spaces but like you know when you think of the the dressing room of you know whether you're talking about you know musical theater or strip clubs right there's a a kind of sexual intimacy of uh, you know women being comfortable with their bodies and sharing space with each other and like mm-hmm. physically touching and physically engaging with one another and celebrating each other's sexuality that is something that's been that's been true of my female friendships that I really don't see you know I don't see dudes hyping each other up about how great their butt looks you know whereas I feel like in this sex there's this there's, sex. there's a cele- mm. there's a celebration of your girlfriend's sexuality that is not necessarily sexual, but right. but is about this sort of safe space and helping each other find your authentic yeah. self. And there, yeah, there I a mean, the kind of divide there.
1: And in 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 Western spaces, yep. we have to create that mm-hmm. yeah. because everything else is the opposite. Mm-hmm. So, you know.
0: All right, yeah, I, I can see that. I, I find that in, I, I do get frustrated sometimes when they're, I mean, Like I was watching this uh, essay about queer readings of Lord of the Rings and the friendship between the two main characters of Lord of the Rings. And to me, I was like, I I see those readings and I think that's valid. But for me, as a guy who is is a straight guy, Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I really like it as this is an intimate relationship between two guys. And just being this kind of tight friendship where it does feel very intimate and not making it sexual Mm -hmm. like that meant a lot to me. As a, as a model for like, this is a good like yeah. model for friendship and and, and being close and mm-hmm. being intimate, but not being sexual, you know? Mm-hmm. And I but feel not, like so then-
2: what? I'm sorry to interrupt, but like, I think what you said is important of like, not sexual, but also not afraid of one another's sexuality mm-hmm. or each other's bodies. Right. I think there's a lot Vulner- of fear in male friendships mm-hmm. of the, like the, um, and it comes from, I think homophobia. Right, um right. and sexism where there's there's more fear there of whereas yeah i think that yeah that's
1: toxic toxic masculinity toxic yeah. masculinity
2: cuts cuts off a lot of good feelings
1: it cuts off feelings yeah, period <laughs> yeah,
2: exactly yeah Exactly. except anger which isn't a feeling <laughs> Right. Exactly. <laughs> no. but yeah so that's
0: i mean that's just the thing and I, so now i feel bad that i have made the same like reading of this is like a queer or but that's not necessarily a well
1: that
2: I'm sorry. I'm sorry to interrupt you. I
1: mean, you. if it, if it, even if it is, then yay for clear sure. demonstrations <laughs> of intimacy. That's, like this is fantastic. Yes, but, but I, I, but to say I that think it's, a lot deeper. Of, a lot of, it's deeper. lot It's deeper than that.
2: It, there is a lot of genuine erotic love in sex workspaces, right? Mm-hmm. Strippers who are both performing heteronormative sexuality and engaging uh, or identifying right as as lesbian right and then Mm -hmm. still engage so like so i don't i don't think that's a stretch and in fact in it we did the episode on uh henry de telarus LaTrec, sorry, my it, I forgot how to, to pronounce lose it. Toulouse-LaTrec. toulouse yeah. to right, lose where he was living in a world where uh, sex work, prostitution was legal but regulated, but they were really cracking down on lesbianism. So they would have these like 3 a.m. raids in the brothels in Paris, where they would send in a bunch of police officers and arrest women who were sleeping in the same bed. Fucking for money, <laughs> totally chill, that is fine. But if you guys are snuggling after hours that we're cracking down on that as a society. So like, not to say that that isn't here, if that makes sense, but it's, it's complicated. Yeah,
0: yeah, no, definitely, so. I, um, but, yeah, I just wondered if that was a, another reading of this. There's a lot of interesting things going on in this. So. Anyways, that's hilarious about the Me, It's like, there better be a dick in that bed. Um, yeah, or this is wrong. <laughs> this is wrong. Um, anyways, so, yeah, so you can see more dancing in the pool. Um, this has the most baffling, like, it, it ends with them saying macaroni in a pot. I love that. I <laughs> Did, i didn't get it i didn't you, get it for the longest time but you was, get it now right i, I get it now because i looked on uh genius and genius explained you you know the lyrics website mm-hmm. yeah i get it now but like at first i was like wait so is it like i don't know I, yeah i didn't understand. <laughs> it, it's the sounds it's the sounds apparently it's a, yeah. it's a vine it's a vine meme which i did not was not aware of and i was like wait is it, is it like is it meant to feel like it's like, you know, like when you have sex with a pot of macaroni. <laughs> <don't know>. like,
2: <laughs> You've never done that, Matthew? Really? That wasn't a part oh of your God. coming of age? Uh, never,
0: I never once looked at a pot of macaroni and been like, you know what? You never
2: microwaved a watermelon? That wasn't your childhood? <laughs> no. Uh. <laughs> Sorry.
0: <laughs> Pretty boring there. Um, <laughs> just kind of standard masturbation. I, but that was like, I was like. It, it really it really sticks with you though at the end you're like wait ma- macaroni in a what where, where did this come from <laughs> i don't know for me anyways but there's some other great answers see this is also i find this odd at the end where they leave as if they've been frightened
2: no they're they're leaving they're making a clown exit oh okay Is this, what yeah. this is? yeah yeah yeah, what? yeah well that's what i saw that's you know okay. like they've they've sort of broken character and but it's a uh, uh yeah that it, it's it's it, it's. I think I. I read this as meaning to be funny and playful. Yeah. Yeah. No. Okay.
0: Definitely. I just was. I was a little like. Oh. Okay. It's. It's. It felt like. Like. Wait. Is this a haunted house? I didn't <laughs> understand. Because <laughs> it has that very Scooby Doo line of doorways where you expect like you know people to come yep. running through and like chased by a mummy. Um yeah. Or maybe they some... knew Ben Shapiro was
2: coming. You know. It's like. Yeah, exactly. could be yeah. Oh my
1: goodness.
0: <laughs> But, yeah, but yeah, it's that's thing it had twenty six million views in one day uh, the day it premiered, uh, which is the biggest debut for any female collaboration, and it had uh thirty five million a week, you know, which was also a record for YouTube and the number one googled search apparently in twenty twenty was the lyrics to what I was...
2: <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> which is like which is pretty impressive, considering it came out in August, you right, know?
2: <laughs> and also considering <laughs> the year, you know yeah. it's like. <laughs>
0: yeah i guess that's true you think Uh, it's coronavirus there's an election going on
2: (laughs) there's a lot (laughs) there (laughs) isn't yeah
0: (laughs) it's like you'd think that people would be more interested like no you know what i need is i need this song which it did also feel like we all needed this song. We in did, August. yeah, exactly. Because it, it was such a, like it had been such a long summer, and we were looking down the barrel of a very dark fall. And then here you have Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion to save us—a little so
2: brightness in your dark, dark winter.
0: It is indeed, and God bless them. I don't, don't even—I <laughs> don't know what
2: happened. Strange. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Uh, been around since the old days. Did not get close to 26 million views, but I still think it is a powerful celebration of unapologetic sexuality.
0: Yes. Hold on a second, let me bring this up here. So, been around since the old days is the video that that you guys made or was made in wait, how do you explain it? it's made in conjunction with the in conjunction We yeah, we produced <laughs> this. So, we worked with
2: yeah. uh yeah, Pucks, Pucks Plenty who is an incredible performer. It, yeah, Mix Mix Plenty in Seattle was the city coordinator for the Old Pro project. Mm-hmm. And and they single-handedly, they put this together. They commissioned the song, they directed the video, uh, they put all of the pieces together. But Been Around Since the Old Days was written by Audra Boo. Uh The music video was produced by Puxa Plenty and Old Pro Productions uh, mm-hmm. paid, for, paid for it as part of the Old Pro Project. Oh, nice. Yeah, and it Do cost wanna... less than WAP, I bet. You were gonna say, yeah. Gonna say. yeah. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently WAP cost a million
0: dollars to make.
2: Yeah, we did not have that kind of budget.
0: Uh. <laughs> they said they spent even a hundred thousand dollars on just testing for COVID. So I don't know how much you guys. Yeah. I did see some people in masks, which is very yep. responsible. Yeah. That was good. They, so did the Seattle team? Did they kind of like? So you guys funded it, or how mm-hmm. did that? How did the process work? Did they come to you with a song, or did you send them? Uh, we a, we
2: we came to Pugs with an idea, which is that we would we would like for sex workers in Seattle to create some piece of art that celebrates our shared history. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, we brought them the story of Lou Graham, who was a madam in Seattle. Uh, yes. that, you know, and you know, if you if you watch the whole music video, this was shot, and is you know, we we get an up close look at Lou Graham's historic site that is still standing in Seattle. But, Which is that? Um, it's at the end of the. It's, it's, a very, oh, it's at the very of- yeah yeah the oh, okay. at the end of the video. But every every person that you see here is a sex worker advocate in Seattle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, fighting fighting as a part of this this legacy. Yeah.
0: I lived in Seattle for many years, and I was it was kind of nice when they're on the street because I was like, oh, I recognize those places.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: so this
0: yeah. is all Pi- This is all Pioneer Square, which is the oldest part of Seattle, which is where, you know, Lou Graham. That's yep. right. Yeah, the
2: original yeah. red light district. Yep. Yeah, it's
0: the original red light district, Lou Graham. Uh, yeah, I knew that story from various walking tours I'd taken mm-hmm. of Seattle in the past, uh, where she had become an incredibly powerful madam um, mm-hmm. in the city.
2: We have the red umbrella imagery, which yeah. is an internationally recognized symbol of sex worker right no matter what that dumb insurance company has to say about it
0: (laughs) you get in trouble with
2: those guys you can't sue people with no money it's not it's Uh. a waste of everyone's time so it's use your red umbrellas the power of having nothing to lose. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anybody wants to sue me, good luck. You get it.
2: Yeah, go for it. <laughs> but yeah, so this is
0: I mean, so the choreographing, the the video mm-hmm. the, the concept, all of this, this is done by all sex of worker this advocates.
2: is yes, this is all a collaborative effort of sex worker advocates in Seattle. You know, yes. Hmm.
0: Is Puxa Plenty in this video?
2: Uh yes. And we will see see them soon actually. Yeah. Go, 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 go. I love I love I love this this whole moment here everyone, yeah. everyone gets their moment yeah it's great this is pucks this oh, is pucks, pucks here
0: yeah. oh, okay see. and everybody here is an advocate or is are some people working sex workers or we don't we both? don't out
2: people as a general okay. rule but i would say that there's a mix here okay. of okay. So, uh current former and allied hmm.
0: okay that's nice it, it looks like a lot of fun yeah. yeah 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 were you there for this or no i was I not, not no 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 uh, no way no, that's too bad mm-hmm. yeah what, what were you gonna say
2: um i was gonna say that yeah we had everyone we we did test there is there, we made masks available. Um, mm-hmm. I know that Pucks took risk mitigation very, very seriously, as sex workers have a long and celebrated history of, of doing. Yeah
0: yeah and so this was all in support for the old pro project do you want to talk mm-hmm. a little
2: bit about this yeah i feel well, well i feel subconscious so I've, I've been talking for a while dr fletcher do you want to talk about
1: the old pro project i was gonna say i have to jump off it's 11 30. oh okay oh,
0: sorry sorry
1: and yeah i have a i have an 11 30 it's 11 24. sure and i have to jump off because i have a meeting okay okay
0: no uh, well thanks so much dr fletcher it's been a real pleasure talking with you and, and... Thank you for being on my podcast. Thank film, you. <laughs> this so was so,
1: this was so much fun, this though. Was great. Uh, so I'm, much fun.
0: Oh, I'm glad you enjoyed it. Thank you so much. You it's very you've been very insightful, and it's been wonderful to talk to you.
2: This is the, there's Lou Graham. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um. All right. Bye, Dr. Fletcher. Bye. Uh, yeah. Do you- and mm-hmm. I've got like 10 more minutes maybe okay. yeah but okay. like yeah I should go soon too
0: <laughs> that's all right cool I appreciate it again I appreciate your time no yeah so just do you want to just kind of talk about the old pro project yeah
2: sure the the old pro project we this was our, our first year but we hope to do, hope to do it as an annual event through the oldest profession podcast where mm. we fund art builds in cities across the country where sex workers get together and create pieces like this music video Um, Like Mm. a postering campaign, you know, like a billboard campaign, celebrating old prose from history, you know, the mission of the podcast, more people should know these stories. And I think that they can have a real impact locally. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I I do think, yeah, I think that putting this in the context, you know, city specific of Seattle Mm -hmm. and the story of, you know, like if you, yeah, if you, if you center it as like, this is a part of not just history in general, but like history of your, of your city specifically. Cause if, mm-hmm. you know, if you, you do hear that story of, of Lou Graham there and how much she did to help develop the, the downtown area. Yeah. And, the school and system. From the school system. Yeah. yeah and...
2: <laughs> public infrastructure that makes it worth living. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I mean, it's just like, there's no Lou Graham elementary school.
2: Right. In Seattle, right. Yeah. <laughs> despite
0: the fact that she's, she's still, I think to this date, given the largest single donation yep. to, yeah. The,
2: the public school system in Seattle. Absolutely. And so I I think in a context where we are celebrating the sex workers that shaped our cities, that funded our cities, that made our cities... Uh, what they are today, it just makes right. less and less sense to arrest people that are engaged in this profession, you yeah, know. Right. And so that's that's what we're that's what we're trying to do is we're trying to remind current citizens of Seattle or whatever that like sex workers have always been a part of the story. Yeah,
0: well that's great. I think that's wonderful. And I yeah, I'm hoping you'll be able to build on next year, so yeah. this year's success. And it seems like you got a lot accomplished for thank being a you. pandemic. And... Yeah, there's a lot going on. Yeah, we like...
2: literally had fires, I think, in like three of the five cities. Right, right. Yeah, a lot. <laughs> it
0: was a lot. It was a, it was a big year, 2020, but thank God for um, for WAP. But... Yep. <laughs> Anyways, so uh, Caitlin, you are the host of The Oldest Professional, which Dr. Fletcher does the research for. Yep, our, she is our historian. History. She hosts the yeah. Old
2: Pro panels every month. Great.
0: I I highly recommend it. I very much enjoy hearing. I'm I'm looking forward. I haven't started, but I'm looking forward to the Jack the Ripper one. (laughs) I. I just actually I I did a I did a podcast about Gilgamesh mm. yesterday. <laughs> and so I listened to your Ishtar episode for just kind of a rundown on Ishtar, yeah. And that was really it was really fun and insightful.
2: That's great. Thank you.
0: So yeah, I highly recommend if you love history or sex workers or just fun times. So you know, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Any other social media or anything you want to plug or
2: uh, yeah, follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Old Pro Inc. That's uh, INC and of course you can find me at Caitlin Bailey.
0: Awesome. Well, well, thanks again, Caitlin, and uh,
2: I'll uh, take care. Oh, I'm sorry. There's I'm, I lied to you. There's one more thing that I want to plug. Oh yes. Oh yes. yeah. No, go ahead. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah. So on May first. <laughs> sorry, May... two plugs is our limit. Two Goodbye. two plugs. Oh no, that's it. You can't have it. No no no. This is uh. Well you know get get it. If you get on the email list, then you'll never miss an Old Pro okay. event. Uh, but coming up May first at two p.m. Eastern time, um, there is going to be a memorial for Margot St. James, who of course started. The uh, sex worker rights movement in the US founded Coyote, um, Mm -hmm. and so she died this year, January 11th, and members of the community and sex worker advocates from all over the world are coming together. Um, and you can, you can watch this uh, at MargoStJames.com. You can also, you know, you can get a, you can get a ticket, Eventbrite. There, we have a ton of really, really great merch. But check out MargoStJames.com and help, you know, be, be a part of the folks that are coming together to celebrate her life and her legacy. Oh,
0: well, that sounds great. Yeah. Check yeah. that out. May 1st. May yeah. 1st. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Caitlin. And thanks to Dr. Fletcher, who has, uh, is a very busy person. Yes. <laughs> you For taking time out of your day. So great. Take
1: care.
2: All right. See you later. Bye. Bye.